We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your love of your RV drove you to the Grand Canyon. And your love of the Grand Canyon drove you to the gift shop, where you overdid it just a little. Guess who's getting an I Heart the Grand Canyon t-shirt for their birthday? Everyone. For their next six birthdays. Luckily, your love of your RV also drove you to protect it with Progressive RV Insurance. While wearing your new favorite shirt. Visit Progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Anyone need a shirt? This is 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 How's it going, guys? We have Okara White on the show today. Um, I'm sorry, I mean Nikaias Duncan, Okara White lookalike. How are you, sir? Ha-ha. He hates when we do that. We don't have a laugh track? Brian's going to come in like two minutes late with a laugh track. <laughs> it's like when we're talking about something else. Um, hi, Nikaias. How are you, sir? Um, I am doing fine, I suppose. There you go. Thanks, Brian. And we Beard. have... X Heat Twitter President. I don't Alf, I don't know what to call you. What do I introduce you as? X Heat Twitter President. X Heat Twitter President Alf. Hashtag forty four or first. I guess first, right? You want to be what? Yeah, first. first. Yeah. First POTUS of Heat Twitter. Yeah. Alf. I'm the first black president of Heat Twitter. My president was black. You have. Is there a president? Is there a new? Is there a new president? I don't of know. Twitter. I think people like. People think you might come back, but like no one's really sure. So it's like Nuts. there have been rumblings on people like oh, I should be the Heat Twitter president. I think Scriba did it. No, I don't think so. Man, there were people on Twitter. This is so inside Twitter. We're gonna move off this because we alienate part of the audience. Um, the Heat have played their first game of the 2017-2018 season. It was a preseason game against the Hawks. Um, Undefeated, baby. Woo! Look at that. Championship. Best team in South Florida. Um, Easily. 
Yeah, easily. Yeah, because the Dolphins are colossal disappointment. And what even what even is baseball? Derek Jeter. De who? Everybody hate. You know that's funny. And I guess I, this isn't the place that I thought we'd be, but met, like people already hate him, right? And he hasn't even started. People have hated Dolphins management forever. I'm surprised it took this long for South for some of South Florida to turn on management here. It took a long time. Did we lose Nikaias? Nikaias? Oh no, I'm here. Oh, Carlos, yeah. No, I just I leave the baseball talk to you guys. No, it's not baseball. I'm just saying that like I think it's interesting <laughs> how um like ownership just got there and like people already hate them, and I think not liking heat management is a thing that has just recently got popularized, right? The whole hashtag Riley is washed movement. What are the Heat doing? You know, Riley's lost his touch. Like, that is something that's a very um, popular conversation now. And- well, it could be... We, I mean, we have a bunch of idiots in the fan base, and, like, the Marlins fans are a bunch of idiots. They complain about Loria forever, and now someone else is taking over. They're complaining about Jeter. They don't want anybody traded from a team that can't even break 500. They don't want anybody fired from the front office for a team that's been complete crap since 2003. Like, oh, people can't believe they're getting rid of Jeff Conine. Like, okay, Jeff Conine and Tony Perez and Andre Dawson and all these guys have been in the front office while the Marlins can't break 500 and make the playoffs. Like, no, no, keep them around. Yeah, they've been really great. Like, it's just stupid. Like, people are going to complain about everything. But I'm... Knowing that what you're saying is so, it still surprises me how long it took for the fan base to turn on Riley. And what it took, honestly, was probably the first or at least certainly top five player ever to leave your franchise, followed by a massive blood clot apocalypse of your best player, and then your best player of franchise history leaving because he's mad. Like, it took all of that for the fan base to find and say, yo, this guy is the worst. I don't want him here anymore. What it took is for the Heat not to be um, title contenders for a few years for all the bandwagons to jump off. That's all it is. I mean, you know, it's it's it was, it's predictable, right? Especially in South Florida. You know, we're not we're 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 an event town. We're we're a winning town. If you're winning, the whole the, you know the whole city's behind you. If you're not, like you know, you take a couple years off. You're trying to rebuild. You know, there's a, a bunch of bad luck has come to this team. You know, everyone just jumps off the bad bandwagon. You know, sometimes what they say about our fan base is right. I mean, look at how people are reacting to a couple of down years. I mean, we were one game away from the East uh, Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. And now everyone is just completely abandoning ship. But, I mean, let the Heat get out to, you know, a, a 20 and 10 start or something like that. And, you know, you'll you'll see everybody turning back around again. It's just the way this 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 city and this fan base is. You don't think any of the criticism is fair, though? Like, I don't, but I think there's certainly things that you can look at and say that, oh. But he, did, he, he couldn't keep LeBron. There's 29 other teams in NBA that don't have LeBron either. No, but you you know you know the major complaint is the um as you the asset accumulations that they're bone dry or this or that. Yeah, that but the way. asset so wait wait so choose what you want because there are no assets because of him going out and swing big for guys like Bosh, LeBron, Ray Allen, even uh, more recently Goran Dragic. All right, so it's either you want him to swing big 
or do you want him to collect assets? Which one is it? The assets are dried up because he kept swinging big and appeasing this fan base. Now the 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 you know the big whales have dried up, and now we have no assets. Like, which one do you want? Did you want championships and 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 fun for four years, or did you want picks and did you want to be Danny Ainge, you know, and have Kyrie, who we still doesn't even know, who we don't even know is good. We don't know if he's good. Guys, do we know if Kyrie Irving is good? Um, cannot confirm if Kyrie's good or not. That is crazy. I think people like just, especially like looking at just the j- bigger media conglomerates. I think everyone just assumes, yeah, that guy is a top twenty player. Are we sure? Are we sure that? Kyrie I, I have a, good? I have a theory on this. I want to hear it. You, do you want to hear my theory? Yes, please. Nakias, sure. if you could uh, start a team around Chris Middleton or Kyrie Irving, who would you pick? This is not fair. Um, but uh, it's a question, right? Uh, not to start a team, though. You would uh, pick I would go. I'd probably go Kyrie there because really? you need a. You know, okay. Like if I, I mean, okay, how about Chris Middleton or Paul George? I'm still. I'm taking Paul George. Okay. Well, you're you're killing my theory here, bro. I would. Um, I would. I would start I mean, Chris Middleton. My my theory is. When a guy has a shoe, he's instantly thought of as a superstar, this especially Kyrie, if it's a popular shoe. Kyrie, Kyrie has shoe? a popular shoe. Paul George has a popular shoe. Yeah. Chris Middleton doesn't have a shoe, so nobody cares about Chris Middleton. It's all about shoes. Like, we don't know if Kyrie's that great, but he has a, he has, he has a good sh- he has a cool shoe. Like, my kids want his shoes. I did so, not Kyrie's a superstar. Is that, is that showing my whiteness, or is that showing, like, how removed I am from... Was the last Dude, basketball? you wear Vans. I mean, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have under, <laughs> listen. I have these Under Armour tennis shoes that are freaking awesome. They're the best running. Did shoes. you just say tennis shoes? They're like they're running shoes. Because oh, I, I run, I go to the gym <laughs> and I run. So I have these Under Armour. I'm gonna tweet them after the show, and I'm gonna no, ask, please. are these nice shoes or not? They're pretty awesome um, running shoes. The best I've ever. What are those? They're lit, yo. Um, I just called running shoes lit. I hate myself. I hate yes. myself so much. <laughs> We hate you too. Nikaias, do you think Paul George? I'm um, Paul George. Do you think Paul Millsap is a better player than Kyrie Irving? No, because uh, he doesn't have a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're so different. I, like, man, I, I, man, I know they're different. I know. I I would rather have Millsap just because he can do more. But it's close. Know, it really you'd, depends you'd, on what you're looking for. Hold on, but you'd agree that it's close, right? Oh, yeah, I say it's close. I don't think that most of America thinks that's close, and I don't think most sports fans know who Paul Millsap is. Because he oh, doesn't yeah, have yeah. a shoe. Like, it all goes I'm back to, to the shoes. I'm starting to think I was right about this. <laughs> they, you know, like, they, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, right, and you see the guys' the, the guys' names up on the ballot, who's, who's going to be I can tell you who's going to be in the Hall of Fame by if they ever had a popular shoe. Like, except for the big man. The big man is more about numbers. But like Tracy McGrady probably had a popular shoe back in the day. Jerry I'm not saying he's not deserving shoe. of a Hall of Fame. He's not a deserving Hall of Famer. I really don't even know. But I know if a guy ever had a, a major shoe deal, he's going in the Hall of Fame, except for Derrick Rose. Oh, and Damon Stoudemire, because I had Stoudemire's back in the day. Damn, yo. <laughs> but all you have to do is have a, a, a decent shoe and like three years of like sustained success. Penny Hardaway? You'll be, in, you'll be in the Hall of Fame. What about Penny? Now Hall- I want to Google Damon Stoudemire's shoes. 
Alf, you own these, dude? Oh, they had patent leather on them, man. Oh that back in the God. day. Like, Low black patent leather go I a long way. David Sotomayor's shoes and what came up with these white and black shoes. And oh, mine have, had green in them. They have like squiggles. It looks like wavy. No, wave, that's not the one. Wavy squiggles. No? I had, mine had green in them. Okay. Anyway, they were dope. But were they like squiggly? Like were there like waves in them or? No, I don't remember. They had patent leather. I just there was a there was there was like a a, a year and a half stretch where you wasn't you weren't doing nothing if you didn't have patent leather on your shoes. When I was in high school, I so desperately wanted Jordan Citrus Nines, and my parents were like, "We're not gonna pay that much money for sneakers." And I was like, "No, I need to be popular." I think the Stoudemire is the most expensive shoe I've ever bought in my life. And they were like 105. You haven't bought dress shoes that are more than that? No. Oh, no, I did. One time I bought like $150 I like, for dress shoes. I can't buy dress Did I wear shoes. dress shoes like once every six months, not spending a lot of money on them? Oh, no. Get mileage out of dress shoes. They're expensive, man. And belts. Like like a good belt is like expensive. I'm like, oh, God, I hate being an adult. Yeah, they got those at Walmart. I have a Walmart belt that I wear every day. No, like, but like if I'm gonna wear a suit, like if if I'm going to a wedding and I'm wearing a suit, I want a belt that matches my damn shoes, and I need it to be the right shade of light brown. You know what I mean? No, I don't. No, dude, I've never I've never paid more than twelve dollars for a belt in my life. I can't imagine. The guys, back me up on this. Is that a white people thing? Uh, I'm not gonna call it a white people thing, but I have not paid more I'm than twelve dollars. Yeah, neither. Where are you going to get your belt? I like Men's Warehouse because I can find the matching. They have like a big, nice selection of belts, and usually they have uh, sales. You know, you gotta go to the malls, outlet stores. No, I did that the other day. I bought a, I bought a shirt for a suit at, at a, at a Perry Ellis outlet. Dolphin Mall. Everything is sixty percent off at Dolphin Mall. What yeah, you do I, is you get a Gucci belt, and that goes with everything. I'm, I, yep. I can't wear. Correct. Belt. My skin is too light to wear Gucci. Yeah, I get one of those double-sided belts. One that's brown on one side and black on the other. There you go. That's a economical. That's a classic right there. I think Kelly Olenek has one of those. When Remember when big belt buckles were cool? Oh, my God. I had a big, like, iced-out Superman belt buckle. In high school? That I wore when I was in Las Vegas a lot. Oh, it was very popular. So it was a conversation. You were, you, were, you were a grown-up. Oh, yeah. It was a conversation starter, though. I cannot it really went a long way. It, no, I'm telling you, it was a hit. You have it? That was back in the mid 2000s. Like no, a, we should do a meet and greet, dude. The mid 2000s. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about how different this. Not now, like everything's like tight clothes and all that. And then you know, mid 2000s, like the really baggy hip hop look was in. And I can't think of how ridiculous everyone looked. Or just looking at old pictures of like people wearing shirts that are like five sizes too big the super long t-shirts they used to buy at the gas station all tees at champs you can buy them at the gas station from the arab is that okay can i say arab brian can you say that <laughs> i don't think so the guys what's the guy at the corner store's name that's the arab this <laughs> the guys this I, you know what's <laughs> funny is that i feel like Lave would have been more in with you on this this is our first predominantly black podcast, man. I don't know if you've noticed. Get get in touch, uh, you know, get in touch with the roots, the guys. We can really take this over. We can be like the new Jesus and Mero. You know what? That's a good idea. That's <laughs> the Wait, best show on television. Weekend? I think right now. Either that or Big Bang Theory. I hate Big Bang. <laughs> Why do you like that show? I don't know. I enjoy it. I'll start. Mero's great. Damian Lillard was on with them. And Damian Lillard like lives and breathes the sports cliche. 
Like, he's still mad because George Carl <laughs> said that Damian Lillard was the problem with his team. And, like, Damian Lillard's still mad about stuff George Carl says. And I was like, dude. I think half that? the NBA is mad at stuff George Carl said. So. <laughs> George Carl's taking out everyone in the league. Snake in the grass. Wait, did he write a book? Didn't he write a book? He and he write a book. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. he lit up everybody. But he has cancer, so you can't talk shit about him. <laughs> no, that's a rule. That's a rule. No, you're right. Look it's it like, it's the end all. Like, what are you going to say? Like, I'm, I'm dying. Like, what can you do? That's you know what? That's funny. And he just he takes out everyone. Who's up? Did you ever notice that you can make AIDS jokes all the time, but you can't make cancer jokes? Well, I don't think AIDS jokes are appropriate either. I know because you're super sensitive. I'm not. I'm just saying, for the most part, I think people make AIDS jokes all the time, but you can't make cancer jokes. I I think people make cancer jokes all the time as often as they make AIDS jokes, and I find both of them equally not okay. I I can't remember the last time I heard a cancer joke except for Kevin Garnett. Spider Man just about to say word. (laughs) Kevin Garnett, Charlie Brown. Cancer patient. I hear that all the time as like a thing to like joke, and I was like, why are you saying? Like, would you hang out with Kevin Garnett all the time? I see it on Twitter. (laughs) Do you follow Kevin Garnett? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Are you in Kevin Garnett's entourage? I, I get, I actually get uncomfortable. You would stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> in, my, uh, in my fantasy league, I'm in a group chat with some of the guys, and like they, they use like trade rape and stuff like that. And I was like, can we not do that? Like, and they just call me a dumb feminist. And I was like, well, it's like I hate you. Like, why, why are we still saying this? Why are we making rape locker, jokes? Locker room talk. It's the worst. The Heat played basketball the other day. Um, oh yeah, man. Oof, that was a. That was a wild ass 15 minutes that oh let me say that was a that was a detour for all time like Brian mentioned Derek Jeter in a bad Derek Jeter joke and it took us to belts and Big Bang Theory. I'm back baby. Woo back. Alright, so um thing that struck out to me the most was and Nikaisa and I were talking about this a little bit off air. I wasn't really happy with the way that they were using uh Olinic. And I know Nikaias disagreed with me. I wasn't really thrilled that some of the sets that they used where they had Olenek kind of like in the mid post uh, doing like Gasol type facilitating. Um, I prefer him to maybe be on the three-point line more and stretch the defense. I don't feel like he has a speed advantage or a strength advantage over anybody. So I wasn't like particularly thrilled with him in that position. And Nikaias, I know you kind of disagree with me a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of fine with them leveraging his passing. Especially since he was playing mostly whip cutters. I know he hit um he hit Wayne Ellington on one. Uh, I think he hit Justice on one. Uh yeah, I didn't mind it too much. I do agree that I want him more at the top of the three point line. Um, especially when they got that dribble handoff action going. But I you know, I didn't have much of an issue with how they used him. I mean, if he's in the high post, he I mean he could drift out to the three point line and kind of give you different looks. I mean, I'm with Nikias on this. I think it's all about his ability to pass. Um, and if he needs to post up and take it to the hole, like he can do that as well. And if he needs to pop out to the three-point line, he can do that. I mean, I'm not trying to make Kelly O'Neillick, Kelly, whatever, whatever his name is, KO. Who? I'm going to call him Co. Um, I'm not trying to make Co the new Chris Bosh or anything, but he does have a skill set. And, you know, when I saw him out there with justice at power forward, I think it was Josh Richardson. You had TJ, and I think Ellington or whoever it was. Like mm-hmm. the just the the front court, a front court of Olenek, um, Winslow, and Jay Rich. 
Like that is super intriguing to me. I mean, they can run. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna have a tough time with big teams, but small ball wise, they can run with anybody. And it was. I mean, I just just seeing that the activity of those guys, and even though they're small defensively, the, you have all. I mean, above average defenders out there. So I don't really think they'll lose that much. It's just when the teams go really really big, I think they'd struggle. But I mean, it was uh, there were some things I saw that were really exciting. Oh, that second unit is going to be monstrous if they keep those guys together. Like, Kelly Olenek looked pretty good defensively, which he did. He was fine. I mean, because the Heat defense is, you know, when it's Hassan is a completely different kind of beast when it comes to what the Heat do defensively. But and we've talked about this before, what they would rather do is just have a bunch of active guys out there going crazy. And I mean, Olenek is that guy, you know. What Hassan brings, you really can't. That rim protection that he brings is, is I mean, is second to none. But if you're not going to have that, you know, they rather than a big stiff out there, they'd much rather have guys like Bam and Kelly who are, I mean, who are going to be super active, cause chaos, and, you know, turn that, you know, turn those, turn the defense and offense. That's stupid cliche. But, I mean, it's true. They, they can do that. They can turn other teams over. Yo, and another thing that, What's that? You know, uh, yeah, baby. Defense, spirits, <laughs> but what what <laughs> was exciting to me is like, except for Hassan Whiteside, is there anybody on this team that can't bring the ball up the floor? TJ. Oh, come on, man. I don't like him handling the ball. I'm not going to slam TJ. He played no. really well. Yeah, let's slow down on really well. Oh, no. Oh, God. Brian, is, I that, will Brian, say is that from the really joke not. in the beginning of the show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I um, no, he he played well. I mean, but let's slow down on really well. Hey man, what's up? Hey, question: Do you like anime? Huh? Do you like anime? And that's what I thought. I wonder if the listeners enjoy that sound as much as we do. Like we stop everything we're doing and like I, we all smile at our own brass jazz asking Tyler Johnson if if uh, if he likes anime, and then Tyler responding, "No, that's not my thing." Um, it's, really it's true, man. It. I trust almost everybody on that team to bring the ball up. I like the bat. I like Bam doing it. Ba- he had one he went coast to coast point. Bam, dude. Oh, I man. mean, Kelly Olin- Kelly was running point at certain <laughs> points of that game. Like he would, he would just bring. I mean, it was just completely natural. Like, okay, you're in the position to run point, so you get the ball, you bring it up, you initiate offense. And it, when Goran's not on the floor, like. We we don't have a real point guard after Goron. I mean, why not? I mean, I think it's just gonna it's gonna be really interesting just to see who becomes a de facto point guard when he's out. By committee. Yeah, it's almost like whoever is in position in the middle of the floor to uh, to take the ball up the floor and initiate offense. And they have they have whole units of guys who everybody in that unit can initiate offense and that's awesome i mean I when's like, the last time you've seen that i would like spo to ban wayne ellington from dribbling he's not good at it oh my yeah God. i mean wayne dude did you why was wayne ellington like going to the rim trying to make like layups like drive i didn't understand wayne w- wayne why shoot the three shoot wayne, the J. Wayne wanted to shoot be Dion waiters so bad he's like oh, watch me coach i got you yeah, he's trying to solidify a spot in that rotation. He's like, I can do more than this. No, no, no. We didn't ask you to do more than this. Huh? 
Just in that no, corner. No, no, dog. No, I just run the And be the man out. with the golden arm. Like, there's no... There's, there's no need for you to drive, sir. We have uh, Goron and Dion for that. Magruder. Just Rodney. Magru- Rodney played well. Rodney was awesome. He's trying to get that spot. I, I'm telling you. He did you. that last time, too. Do you remember that he was, like, on the bubble and then, like, Rodney played great the last two games and, like, oh, we got to keep him. Dude, well, we were all talking about starting lineups. We're like, man, Magruder's going to be, like, the 12th guy. Like, I we were really not like thinking Magruder. I, 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 I like his activity. Man. Like, First I just don't think. I don't think I just don't think he's a I don't think he's a starting small forward. I think he's a starting small forward when it's out of sheer necessity. But I think it's I just don't. If your name is Rodney Magruder, you can't be a good basketball player. No, it's just that he's so small. Like when you go up against Paul George, he can't he can't defend Paul George. Like what is defending point guards and, and shooting guards? I, I agree. I think that's that's what's important there. But I do think I do think. And, and I think another thing that he's limited by, he's one of the guys like Wayne Ellington that can't really bring the ball up. Like, you don't really want him setting up offense. Yeah. You can tell he's worked on it, though. You can. I mean, he's not he's, James he's, Ennis. Now. Oh, God. He's not no. James I'm Ennis. So glad he, I'm so glad James Ennis is, like, solid now. I love him, dude. And I, man, I miss uh, Chalmers. I miss Chalmers. I do. What was Did it? You see the corn rolls. Yeah, the, the what now? The corn rolls. Oh no! Not rolls. Are we doing this again? Oh, that was on purpose. That was a an homage. Oh, okay. To way back when, I, I didn't. Yeah, when Chalmers had that, I was like, "Are, are the are the rolls coming back?" Might be. Chalmers is not a trendsetter, so I don't but worry about Kawhi that. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard had them because like they were pretty much extinct. Yeah, neither is Kawhi. Like let's <laughs> no, let's slow roll. Kawhi has an arm sleeve now. I'm kind of afraid. He starts accessorizing. There's no telling what he's going to do. Kawhi is accessorizing? I Leaves in trouble. Not for style. This is no, like, Kawhi doesn't have his own shoe. And oh, he's man. not and he's not considered a superstar by, you know, the masses. By the masses. I think, like I most think people is right there. Thank you. Oh no. I I got to I got to That's so funny. Signature shoe? I'm just going to Signature shoe theory. Tim Duncan probably has like Spaldings or something. No Skechers, man. Duncan was or like with Adidas in the mid 2000s. When I was thinking, he probably has like he probably, he probably has Steve Madden's. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into oh. Steve Madden's the other day looking for shoes. I know it's like, yo, I got the new Tim Duncan's. Like, no, like nice no. loafers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very sensible shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's very practical. A practical, practical, sensible shoe. It's not too much, not too little, you know, just right. I'm telling you guys. That's sign- my signature shoe theory is going to start taking off here like in a minute. Write, I feel like you should write a short blurb, the signature shoe theory. I like No, nah, I don't I don't write anymore. That was me trying to course you into writing. It didn't work. That's a Brian Concise. move. Brian, anytime someone has an idea, Brian's like, yeah, you, sh- you should write about it. Like, Brian's always in editor mode. Are me and Leif going to do uh, another hot take oh, preview? Oh, you have to. It was so popular. And it produced... Oh, I'm telling you, there's... At, there After Okaro and Rodney Magruder, I don't know a single other person on this team. There's some Williams guy that I only know because Brian was obsessed with him. Um, he can shoot. 
feel like there's a lot of light skinned dudes that I've never there's seen. There's another before. guy who's that that Mickey guy, Mikey, Mickey, Jordan Mickey. Yeah, I don't know that guy. I remember Scriba declared um, Riley washed. He Twitter declared Riley washed when they signed him. I didn't even know who he was. I don't know why he mattered. Um, he's an intriguing big man that could possibly shoot some threes down the road. I feel yeah. like so every he's, I feel he's like Justin every Hamilton. Big, hold on, yeah. <laughs> Babbitt. No, he's uh, what is he? Did you um, see Babbitt giving Olenek the work? Bruh, yeah, he I, did. We're gonna miss Babbitt, man. I miss Babbitt already. Yeah, no sorry. more Babbitt can have it. I turned the corner on Babbitt like eight times last year. <laughs> At one point, Until wasn't I... he like one of the best shooters on the team? But he was only in the league. Like Are you talking? Would be deep in the in the league? In the league, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like top three for some. It was ridiculous. But he was only playing like seven minutes as a starter. Yeah, yeah. and then he'd never come back. <laughs> and even for the I wouldn't even want to start. I wouldn't even want to start for Spur. But like, nah, you you ain't pulling that bullshit on me. <laughs> I know what this is all about. I know what let you're me, doing. Let me let me come in with Tyler, man. Gave that man the Thon Maker treatment. <laughs> he a starter, play ten minutes. I forgot that the Heat had a Stefan Jankovic in uh, in training camp last year. He got hurt, and then he kind of fell off the map. I wonder what he's up to now. This is what Alf said about him in his hot take preseason preview. Doing podcast. Who this person is, and quite frankly, I think the guys that he beat made this name up to throw me off. Not falling for it, fellas. Stefan Jankovic. Uh, yeah, come on. That's that's like the Kirkland European name. Just you also completely. Danny Granger. You also called um, James Johnson the new Danny Granger. No, okay. Like, I will defend my position on that. Oh, no. I said that either Derek Williams or James Johnson was going to be the breakout star. Now, I did think that it was going to be Derek Williams. You did. But I also said one of them will be. I said, you cannot have an NBA team where both of them play well. You were like, right. You can't have Derek Williams and James Johnson both play well for the same team. Like, Spo is a genius, but he is not. No one is that good. <laughs> like, I'm talking about Pat, prime Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, nobody can make a Derrick Williams and James Johnson team come together. So I, I just picked the wrong one, but I did say one of them will ha- will disappoint you, and one of them will have a really good season. Alf out here hedging better than Hassan. Um, I'm, well, I'm, listen, I was right. It's all there. I mean, the internet is forever. No, it, it's there. Um, you also said about Rodney Magruder, um, I was told that I can find out more about this person by checking the D-League website. I'm not going to do that. I saw him play in Summer League. He's okay. But the Heat have more guards than a Bill Parcells dream. <laughs> His future is no. in Sioux Falls. And this is... It's a great line. And This is another time where Brian has hated on my creativity. <laughs> That's supposed to be a Bill Parcells wet dream. Oh, Brian, how dare you? <laughs> and like... So he he edited me so much in that column where I was like, Dion Waiters don't start no shit. He turned around like, don't mess with me or something. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, Alf, don't come over here with no trouble, Dion. Don't you? With no trouble. I'm watching. I'm like, I, it was really don't come over here with no shit, Dion. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> he changed it to trouble. Like, what Keep do you mean trouble? Family establishment. 
<laughs> I have your Derek Williams one. My pick for this season's breakout player. I see Boom. Williams starting a power forward and flourishing on offense with Drogic's help, providing to be a capable defender along Winslow and Whiteside. Should he prove to be even a passable three-point threat, big things are in store for the firmer first-round draft pick. That being said, I could easily see in my prediction for James Johnson and Derek Williams flip-flop. No way both of them flourish, though, because you know the big three pennants. Thank you. I love how it's kind of phrased to where his three-point shooter was a bigger question mark than his defense. <laughs> now, that is funny. I just, I, Dude, he's long and active. Like, he's a big goofball. I figured, I don't know. I mean, if he... if. <laughs> If Joel Anthony could be a great defender, I figured Derek Williams was a far behind. If Joel Anthony could get MVP chance in a playoff game, then damn it, anything is possible. Like Derek Williams is a like a top. What was he? A top three pick? Went second. That's a lottery pick. Yeah. Oh my god! And that's Man, why I don't. Derek Williams is why I don't trust the draft. <laughs> Dude, the draft has like six Derek Williams in the lottery every year. Yeah, and then what was the? Uh, the year Stephen Curry was picked. Who did the Timberwolves pick up? Johnny oh, Flynn. Johnny Flynn and was it Flynn and Rubio that year? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Flynn and Rubio yeah. that year, and Rubio was a stash. The Rubio's good. You don't agree that Rubio's good? Yes, Rubio's oh, very good. I was good. about to say. Oh no, I was just trying to make sure I had the the draft year right. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm going through like the um the 2015 lottery to see how many Derek Williams are in here. <laughs> they also drafted Ty Lawson. They traded it to T Wolves. Okay, is is we know that Frank Kaminsky is not any good, right? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Oh. I, think Frank, I think Frank Kaminsky's good. You like Johnson so many good. You is like who? so many stiffs, man. Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson. Uh, Stanley Johnson has been hot trash. Okay. At least he was last year. So Stanley Johnson is a Derek Williams. Willie Cauley Stein is also a Derek Williams. I don't think that's fair either. No, I think he I think he has some promise, but he just plays for a trash organization. Mario Hazonia. Okay, he's shown nothing so far. Okay, so Tearing up the league. Um Jahil Okafor. Well, um, he can score. Okay. So you're gonna go upside, which we've been doing with Derek Williams forever. No, I, I think know. everyone just gave up on Derek Williams. D'Angelo Russell. I think he's bad. I like him. I don't like him. Like, Justice. he needs to draw fouls, and he needs to finish better at the basket. Justice Winslow. Justice better. Damn, yo, Terry Rozier <laughs> went 16? I didn't know he went yes. that high. Yeah, that's the, yeah, Boston was trying to trade all those picks, and then they settled on, and then they drafted everybody. Oh, that's right. That they tried, to, tra- they tried to trade for Justice Winslow, their precious Terry Rozier, and now they won't part with him for Paul George. Where did Miles Turner go? Miles Turner went right after Justice Winslow. It was 11, right? Yeah. Wow, Nikaias, good job. Hey, I'm trying, you know. I hate the draft. There's no difference maker here other than maybe Porzingis <laughs> and Towns. And Justice. He's better. <laughs> so only in the top, in the entire draft that year, there were only three difference makers, one of which I'm not sure is a difference maker. You want to know about the draft? I saw a YouTube highlight video of Kelly Oubre and was convinced like he was, like, I was like, this guy is unstoppable. We'll now, didn't he have like the worst plus minus on the Wizards in the playoffs? Uh, he might have. I could look that up. 
don't, don't waste time. <laughs> don't, please don't. Hey, I'm don't trying waste. to be informative, you know. That's what I'm don't, here for. Don't waste the bandwidth. I wonder how <laughs> bad... Oh, let's no one cares. Just, just act like I was right. I've been scrolling through drafts. Kelly Olenek was picked 13th. That's sad. I mean, he's a good player. Giannis was picked after him. That just shows how much we don't. The draft is stupid, man. Like People that went above Giannis. Shabazz Muhammad, Kelly Olenek. Steven Adams. Michael Carter-Williams. Trey Burke. Codwell Pope. Ben McLemore. Alex That's Lenn, actually not that bad of a draft. Cody Zeller. I'm not even naming the good players. But you just named Cody Anthony Zeller. Man, There's a lot of rotation players in there. What That's rotation players? Steven Adams, yep. CJ McCollum. Didn't you say Caldwell Pope? Yeah. Man, get out of here with Caldwell Pope. He's a Me? rotation player. Not every dude. Not everybody's a superstar. Not everyone can have a shoe deal. El- Wait, Ellington. <laughs> like no one's rocking the Caldwell Popes. But <laughs> Anthony Bennett picked first overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers that year. Their organization is so bad. In their defense, they're, they're, like, honestly, I remember that draft, and I remember Oladipo being the only other guy, like, that you'd say was a difference maker. Nobody thought Anthony Bennett should be the first pick. Nobody thought that, but I think people thought that probably Oladipo should be the first pick. Oladipo. He probably should have been. Huh? I said he probably should have been. He should have been. I remember, and they did that. Tony Snell got drafted that year. I hate He's so ugly. Oh, that is an ugly dude. Man's rotation. Rotation play. Yeah, no, this draft was good. Twenty twelve. You got Anthony Davis. Okay, we're not we're not going through old drafts. Waiters pick fourth. He's a difference maker. I don't know why I went down this rabbit hole and I've just been scrolling through drafts. Like, oh, they were in the same draft. Yeah, let's stop now. While while the two people left listening are still here. I've um, I've actually felt that this has been a good show. You know, maybe we've been a little all over the place today, but I feel like it's been um, it's been tamed in its disorganization. That makes sense. You've spent more time on belts than preseason. There's only one preseason game. Like, how much Correct. more do you want to talk about? But I don't want to waste all the preseason talk in the beginning, so we have none at the end. So now we could talk about Josh Richardson, and uh, I thought he was the star. Like yes. Like, his activity was great. I know, Alf, you make fun of him, and you just say he's an active defender, not a good defender. No, he's turning uh, he's turning the corner, man. Like, I don't know if Nakias agrees with me. Like, he used to just be... He used to cause chaos just by being so active, right? Like, he was just all arms and legs, flailing all over the place, and he made up for his lack of, his lack of instinctual defense with activity. Now, I mean... Just look at him the other night, and even at the end of last season, he's in the right place at the right time, and he's active. You know, so you know, I, I'll, I'll walk that back a little bit if he continues to to look like this. But I mean, how many times did you see him go for a steal? You know, maybe a season ago, especially at the beginning of the season, he ends up at the half court line, and now the play is behind them. I mean, he was just he he was doing a lot of stuff like that where he was just. I mean, he was way off on his angles. He's playing his man on the wrong side, but I will I will admit, man, if between the end of last year and what I saw on Sunday night, he's improved. Yeah, the man needs to start. 
that's just correct. Let's just call it what it is. He needs to be starting at small forward. He has the length for it. He's becoming a smarter defender. He definitely has the shot blocking instincts. He gets he flashes his hands well. I mean, he needs to be the starter. He was, I think, easily the best player on the floor Sunday night. So, do you think James Johnson or Winslow should start? Uh, I think they got James. I thought James Johnson pretty much penciled in at the four. Yeah. So I'm fine yeah. with Goran being. Wasn't um, wasn't Spo quoted today saying that he wanted to try out Linick and Whiteside as a starting group? Oh, that's not. I don't like. Be terrible. I mean, I don't think I, it'd be the worst thing in the world. I just don't like. I mean, there's not a lot of power forwards in this league that, you know, Olenek can stay with. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong on that? I don't. I, oh, no. I don't think Olenek does Hassan favors. Well, I do. I think they can work the high low. You think they can? I think James yeah, Johnson think... or Winslow is a much better fit for Hassan. Oh, I well, do think. I mean, they're a better fit, but I think Kelly and Hassan can work. I'm just kind of. I think if you're playing, if you're, if you know, you're going against. Um, a bigger team, I think that's that's not a lot. I mean, that lineup is not going to kill you. I think kind of. I think like if they face San Antonio and they're starting Powell and Aldridge together. <coughs> that's when you that's yeah, I mean, out the Bam and Hassan. Okay, how much do you guys think Bam's actually going to play this year? I, I, don't I actually see wanted it. to bring that up. Yeah, I hope I hope he has a role. Like I hope they can carve out twelve minutes for him. Yeah, I, was, I think it's going to be hard like, with the power rotation they have right now. Is it? I mean, is Olenek worth playing for it? I mean, yeah, because he brings that shooting and that passing. Well, you can also use you can also use um, Bam as a backup five, and you can play him with James Johnson or with those other units. I think that's Kelly's spot. Kelly's gonna have to play some four. Where's Winslow? Huh? What's the power rotation right now? You got got Whiteside, you got James Johnson, Winslow off the bench at a four. I yeah. love I love the yeah. JJ five lineups. I just don't know if you should use them for extended runs. You're not going to see much of that this year, I don't think. JJ at the five. I think it works great in spurts. I just don't think it's something that you should do elongated. And Alf, you brought this up, um, like in the beginning of the show. They're gonna wear people down. Like they're so deep with their rotation. Like we're talking about, like where are all these guys gonna find minutes? I think Spo's gonna find enough minutes for most of the players, and they're just gonna wear teams out. Like they're gonna come in waves, and they're gonna have fresh legs and fresh bodies. And Goran's gonna be well rested, and Dion's gonna be well rested, and they're gonna just like they're gonna come at you, and they're gonna run. That's it. Their depth is going to make up for the lack of just you know jump off the page talent. You know, everyone's like, they don't have all-stars, they don't have this, they don't have that. But what they do have is, you know, 11, 12 men deep. And then, not just deep, like, okay, oh, that guy could play. I think Spo is going to play 11 guys, 12 guys on any given night. I don't think you're going to see many nine-man rotations. I think it's going to be consistent 11 guys. And and what Nakayas was saying earlier, that second unit, man, that second unit is... When you line them up against our first unit, it's not that big of a drop-off. And not many teams can say that. When they put in... Ah. No, dude. When they put in... If they put in five bench guys, it is not that big of a drop-off. And I'm not just talking about talent-wise. Stylistically, that small lineup is going to be super effective, right? 
So they can hit you in a lot of different ways. I, I disagree I mean, with that in the sense of I think maybe like they're going to be a good and well, probably one of the better bench units in the league. But, I mean, I think there's going to be a drop-off when you're Goran, Dion, JJ, and Hassan are arguably the four best players on the team. And then you're throwing out, you know, a bunch of six men. I don't. I'm telling you, when you when you look at the five man lineup by the end of the end of the year, you're going. It's not going to be that big of a drop well, between sure, those they're two. Also, they're also going to be playing backups. So like, yeah, I think that maybe by the end of the year we look at the five man lineups and the they're going to have some sort of like congruency with the numbers. I just think in terms of skill level and effectiveness. I mean, do you really think it's that big of a drop? I think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a huge drop, but I think that you're kind of downplaying how. I mean, you have to remember, I mean, Goran is an all like Goran's a, a great player in this league. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside's a, one of the best centers in this league. Dion Waiters, if he is what he was last season, is probably a top five shooting guard in the league. Nikias, am I wrong? Or it, it's certainly a conversation. Uh, that's high. If he that's was, high. if he was what he was second half of last year, um, no, yeah, he'd you're probably right. be Clay, yeah, Middleton, yeah, I, I guess it gets crowded. But he's a, he's, he's very good. Like those, those are very good players. Like, and the guys off the bench are good bench players, right? But they're not good, good players. Yeah. I would say I do think Miami's probably gonna have like a top three or four bench unit in the league. If there's going to be a drop off, it's going to be individual shot creation. And I think if I think that's where you'll see Spo try to stagger a little more with Gorn and Dion. Because Kelly Olenek operating in the high post and getting that dribble handoff action is fine. But if you go against a bench unit that can defend, you're gonna be looking at a lot of shots towards the end of the shot clock. Yeah. And you don't want Tyler Johnson taking pull up contested jumpers and or that's, justice. That's the objection. Is that yeah. those guys don't have uh, a guy who can create a decent shot on his own. Now, I will say Justice can get to the rim whenever he wants to. Well, that's one of the things I was gonna say. A, yeah. If Justice takes that leap that we think he can, he will be. He can lead that bench unit. And I, think, I, I think if he takes a leap, it's not going to be a big one. I think it'll be a, a little leap, and you're like, oh, progress. I don't think that he's going to become a different player. I mean, he shot well. He was mirrored with injuries and whatnot, but he shot forty-seven point five percent from at the rim. If he gets that up to league average, which with health and a little bit of um, progress, he should be able to get the league average there. Um, I think that will definitely open things up for everyone. He already can create shots in the pick and roll as a passer. It's just a matter of figuring out how to finish through contact. It's that and the shooting, I think, are the two biggest question marks, right? I think whatever justice is going to be is kind of an unknown. And Mm -hmm. Nikias, health. I don't know if Josh Richardson's a good shooter yet. Oh yeah, the various has been wild. I think I think he's a good shooter. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Dion's gonna be a good shooter again. I mean, I think they're streaky shooters. I don't know if that's an actual thing or not. I think what happens with a streaky shooter is a guy who really can't shoot but gets hot. Like when you when you say streaky shooter, but I mean, I think both of those. I think they can. I think they can make enough. I'll put it to you this way. How many shooters on this team do you trust? Because I think it's just Ellington and Gore. 
as far as spot up looks or just in general? Just in general, like who can shoot a three and you trust you trust that? I think TJ is gonna surprise us this year. I think besides Gorn and Ellington, you could definitely say TJ. I think we have enough of a sample now to say Dion is taking that leap as a shooter. He shot, I think, north of thirty-seven percent in OKC too. So, I think we can comfortably say Dion can shoot. Um, Kelly Olynyk can shoot. Dion Waiters shot guess... 36 percent in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Adonis. Oh God. He no. dude, he practices that corner. Th- Didn't he make a three? Yeah. In the preseason game, I remember. I was dr- I was drunk by that. Like by the time UD got, me. Did, did UD even get in that game? No. Oh yeah, dude, I was on that crown that Woo! night. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the whole. I, the whole. I I didn't remember that Bam coast to coast until I, I saw highlights. Did you? So you were you were gone for the Bam minutes? I mean, I was I was there, but I wasn't. <laughs> Dion's three point attempts have gone up, um, considerably. You know. Uh, 4.7 he took last year. It's by far the highest. Um, the next highest would be 3.6, which is the second year in Cleveland, and it was the best shooting year of his career, 30, 39.5%, so almost 40% from three. Um, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, you can trust those guys, and I guess if you guys want to put TJ in there, I mean, I have my biases, but I cannot. No, I mean. He's not a man can shoot. I don't know if he can create shots out of pick and roll, but he can shoot. And I'm going to check now, but, like, I've always been under the impression of Tyler's not a guy who shoots a lot of threes. So he has a good – well, last season he took uh, 3.4 a game, and he was shooting at 37. Yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I'll, I'll take the L on that one. Oh, no. I turned my mic off. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to cough a lot. And I'm like, I turned my mic <laughs> off, and I was like, I hope someone says something. And then, like, Silas oh, just sat there, turned the mic on, I'm like – Pleading, Brian. Brian, look at your teammates. Brian, you're my co-host. You're my co-founder. When it comes to samples, size matters. Except for this next segment. Let's have some fun with some small, teeny weeny sample sizes. This is small sample size theater, featuring Nate Heights. Duncan or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. So you mean to tell me we spent 10 minutes talking about preseason and throwing out numbers on three-point shooting, and you wait until the end of the conversation to introduce the stat segment? Yes. That's bad for ah. by Brian. Wow. We are in preseason form right now. Hold on. Wait. I still have Tyler Johnson's basketball reference page open, and they have, like, the nickname in, like, small parentheses, and it's like Tyler Johnson quotes Bumpy. We really made it happen. I can't believe we made it, dude. That is a Heat Twitter original. We made it off the basketball reference. It doesn't mean anything if uh, the warning isn't on Joel Anthony's page. Okay, let's check. It's not? No, I got to check. I'm asking. I don't know. Oh. I've never actually been on Basketball Reference. I know that surprises you guys. No, they just have Joel Vincent <laughs> Anthony. Oh, see, that site is. Who we talk to? I, I'm gonna uh, let's let's start a, quit, a Twitter campaign to get Joel Anthony. Man, Joel Anthony played seven seasons. No, man, ten seasons. He's st- he's stolen with me, isn't he? Isn't he with the Spurs? He was last year. He's he no longer on the Spurs. Played nineteen games last year. I feel like someone's what what small sample size stats do you have? 
Well... Ah, he kind of threw me out there, sir. Um... My bad. Bad teammate. <laughs> you, fi you find your stats. Um... When it comes to samples, size matters. Thank you. What a great segment. Good producing by you, Brian. A++. Um, hey, it's Mark Hockman. <laughs> uh, you know, Anthony Chang was supposed to be on the show today, but Anthony being the puppet that he is, he forgot that he had dinner anniversary plans. Way to go, Chang. Hey, guys. Way to choose your family Anthony over. Chang, the Palm Beach Post. Get out of here. I don't want you. Ant uh, <laughs> hey, guys. It's Anthony Chang from the Palm Beach Post. <laughs> no way. Nikaias, do you have your stats yet? Uh, yeah, I can drop one. Okay, let's oh. draw some small sample stats so I can cough. <coughs> oh. When it comes to samples, oh, size God, that matters. Except for this next segment. Let's have some fun with some small, teeny-weeny sample sizes. This is Small Sample Size Theater. Featuring Lake Heights, Duncan, or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. So, um, we were talking about Kelly Olenek and the things he could do on offense. Um, the biggest thing that really stands out about his usage was how Miami used him in dribble handoffs. Um, as a team, Miami um, had 12 dribble handoff possessions and scored 13 points on those, which was much better than their regular season mark last year. Um, they produced 1.8 points per possession on handoffs in the preseason game. They were in the mid-80s during the regular season. Yeah, Spo, Spo go to that that much last year. Um, I know that he really he just like like him during the Big 3 era, and he kind of went away from that last season. Yeah. Take that for data. Thank you. Uh, that cap it off. Thank you, um, David Fisdale. I miss him. I do too. Man. They have a bunch of like, man. I don't. I don't like seeing Chris Quinn on the sidelines. I don't like Chris Quinn being representative of Heat culture. He's Chris Quinn. I think that's racist. A little bit. Well, before the show, I was talking to Nikias how I said I didn't think Kelly Olynyk was strong, and I wasn't sure if I was saying that because he's white. You're 100 percent saying it because he's white. Because well, I, I feel like Kelly Olynyk could break you in half. No, that guy can't break me now. Did he, he break your, your shoulders head. out of their socket? No, like, no, the no. guy is a madman. No, he's not. He can't. I think he's going to become a fan favorite. I, I just have no, a... He, he'll be one because he's white. And he's I have a creeping notion. I don't know if it's because he's white, but probably because he's white. Chris Anderson. I would say... The fan he needs more tattoos. White. Chris Anderson. But I, I feel like Chris Anderson was a fan favorite because he was, like, wacky, had tattoos, he was quirky, and he was white. But you know what? Like he doesn't have a very high bar because he's really like compared to McBob. Like he's a new McBob. So like if he plays like twelve games a year, like everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, I this guy would what an improvement." Have McBob's than Olenek. Dude, what's wrong with you? Like, what do you? I didn't. I, I didn't hate McBob. Like, what's wrong with Olenek? I liked when McBob's played. When McBob when McBob played, I thought he was good. When he played, so did I. When he shot, when he played. Like, I enjoy, I enjoyed watching McBob. I was listen. I was a McBob stan. But Olenek can do a lot of the things McBob can do. But instead of passing between his legs, he just 
does a nice <laughs> yeah he shoots he does a nice you know customary bounce pass they're just as effective he just doesn't look like an asshole while doing it <laughs> there you go timely let's say you just bought a house bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes doesn't make sense but you're the parents and they're the kids you're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.